produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a stream freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode. Yes, another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the dashing duo, Derek and myself, Mike. How's it going? I feel like we've done this with one other person, though, or a few other people earlier this week. Oh, yeah, it was a few other people, wasn't it? <laughs> Got you thinking this time. <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> no, it was a good time. It was a fun episode. Yeah, it was a good one. I had some great talks, especially about that stupid poster. <laughs> and then just talking resistance, which we, I think... It was cool that we all brought up something that none of us, that the others hadn't thought about. Yeah. Which was very cool. It was a good discussion. Yeah. I, I mean, I've listened to a couple other roundtables. I, I, I'm going to be a little a little ego here. I thought ours was probably would be ranked up there with some of the better ones. One of the better ones. I would say so. So but we got a good, uh, we got a good alliance going there. So. Oh, yeah. Good solid core. Um. So, yeah. Check out the homepage. WeBeGeeks.net. Down the side, heroes and villains, and I even posted on Facebook. Heroes and villains has um, because they just hit ten thousand followers on Facebook. They're doing a code for ten percent off your purchase. But you know what? Why don't you bump it up to fifteen percent off and put in Weeby Geeks? Get that extra five percent off your first purchase. Then if you want to buy something else, go back use their code, get ten percent off. How about that? Two purchases, you could get up to twenty five percent off two different in two different purchases. Sounds like a plan to me. Nice. And they just came out with a Batman t shirt collection as well. Oh really? Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into. That. Yeah, uh, who did I see that? I think I posted that up on on our social medias um, as well. So check them out. Check out Found Me. It's the Bluetooth trackers. Um, Ken's the only one who got out of all of us who got a DC one. All the rest, you got two Star Wars. Eric and Kylan got two Marvels, and I got a Marvel and Star Wars. And I picked up another Star Wars from my backpack. I had Chewy on my backpack. My backpack's a little Chewy. <laughs> um, so unboxing video of all our well, not unboxing because here at Weeby Geeks we don't do unboxing. We do after boxings um and it's on our it will appear on our newly named or renamed weeby geeks tv which will cover all the shows in our little immediate family so for keepers in new england society of geeks and dc superpowers and mighty marvel geeks and wookie radio and weeby geeks just gonna be all under uh weeby geeks tv so um what a oh superhero hype 
check them out. They've probably got the best Captain Marvel t-shirts out there at the moment. I know. I've been looking for my daughter. And there's been crap t-shirt-wise. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Melissa, my wife, we were at Disney Springs Saturday, and she got the Loungefly Captain Marvel mini backpack. It oh, actually, yeah? that, that one looks pretty sharp. We did not see the Star Force version, but yeah, we got the, uh, so you'll have to check out my Facebook timeline later, Derek. You'll see it. And Zoe with her Porg one. <laughs> That's, that, yeah, I found the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive on Black Friday last year. So Zoe got it for Hanukkah. Nice. And uh, remember when we talked about the Black Series Porgs? By oh, the, yeah. By the end of Hanukkah and the end of Christmas, she ended up with eight two-packs. And that's going with the one that I gave her for her grades at the for her end of her first, or first quarter of school. So from the time school started till the time we got to end of Christmas, she ended up with eight boxes. So she's got 16 little porks to go with her Black Series figures. <laughs> As she puts it, she has her Porg army, and they will they will <laughs> conquer. Um, check out Ripped Apparel, Redbubble, um, Fan Chest, because, hey, opening opening day, and I did my tradition, Burger Fi, I have a, a restaurant called Burger Fi. Have you heard of it? Nope. I don't know if they have them in your area, up there in the Boston area. But on... I would guess... I'm going to take a look while we're talking. Um, yeah, I did uh, I did my tradition, my, my uh, opening day tradition of well, as well. And that is the uh, tradition of not, not caring. <laughs> I care a little bit. I mean, I'll keep track of standings. You know, if the Indians are on, I'll watch a game here or there. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I am not a baseball fan. I wouldn't blame you with the Red Sox. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I really don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> close, the closest burger fight to you is either in Avon or Manchester, Connecticut. Mm. I don't know how far of a drive that is for you. Mm. Depends on which side of Hartford you want to be on. <laughs> Those are the closest. I don't think they'll deliver to you. I kind of doubt it. It's either that or you go over to Albany, New York. Mm, I think that might actually, well, I don't know. Actually, it's it's Latham, New York. Oh, my God. I know Latham. And there's one at Saratoga Springs, too. They're actually not too bad. I mean, they're a hair pricey, but the quality of the, bur of the burgers are great. But for baseball opening day, they do $2 hot dogs. And these are Whoa. these are good-sized hot dogs. And I paid the 50 cents extra per dog to get cheese on it. And uh, I took Zoe to her science night at her school. So we did that and then went out to eat. And as we were watching or as we were eating and waiting for our food to, to be delivered to our table, we watched a little baseball as well. So it was it was a good time. It's good times. Nice. So cool. That was cool. Um, so yeah, second year I've done that. Last year was the first time. I don't know how long BurgerFi has been doing that deal, but for me, this was a second year tradition. So it was fun. I was going to go for lunch, but knowing we we're going to, Melissa was supposed to join us for dinner, but she, she hasn't been feeling good. So she picked up something on her way home and just went straight home while we were at science night. Mm -hmm. And then we went instead. So I didn't want to do hot dogs twice. So I just ordered two dogs for dinner instead to make up for it. <laughs> and then found out I could get a $2 Wagyu beef hot dog later down the road. So I earned that reward. Uh -huh. Oh, I've never had Wagyu beef ever. Neither so have I. So to get it as a hot dog, that's going to be interesting. 
Yeah, really. He, he, ho, ho, ho. I'll let you know what it's like. Uh, also, too, check out our store on where you get our logo on a baseball jersey, hockey jersey, T-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, uh, knit hats, which is about to go away because it's that time of year is almost up. Um, thinking about adding possibly a couple more baseball jerseys as well. Maybe do a white one or a blue one to go along with our gray. Just something different. A couple of different options. Um, but we've got some great looking hats. There's a there's a nice new era hat. It's gray and it's got a blue under a blue color on the underside of the bill. That would look great with our gray baseball jersey. Hmm. So cool. Um, so yeah, like I said, found me heroes and villains. Use the code WeBeGeeks for fifteen percent off. Uh, superhero stuff, Loot Crate, which I think I'm about to, I've been having issues. I got contact Loot Crate. I've been having issues with my affiliate program with them. Uh, but you got Fan Chest as well. Um, do they have their baseball stuff back up again? No, they're relaunching. They're redoing the baseball. But you can still get football, still get hockey, still get college because, hey, Final Four is going on. Uh, NBA and baseball, are they're redoing and coming back soon. So speaking of coming back soon, it's called a segue for those who don't know. Um, we thought this was canceled because we announced it, I think, here and announced it on Mighty Marvel Geeks. Gambit from I Fox. seem to recall Kyle dancing a jig of some sort. Or I don't know what he was dancing, but it <laughs> sure, sure as heck was not anything from Magic Mike that he was <laughs> claiming it was. Um but, you know, before the merger between Fox and Disney was finalized, we went through the different properties that were going to become Disney property now, didn't we? I think we have, yeah. Okay. Uh, sure. Such as Futurama, which just turned 20 years old on March 28th. Wow. Huh. Can you believe that? Wow. Was it March? No, March 29th. March 20th. Yesterday. Yeah, March 29th. Insane. Insane in the minute. Sorry. Um, well, according to according to comicbookmovie.com, Channing Tatum's Gambit under evaluation by Disney, according to X-Men producer. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse director and Gambit co-writer Simon Gim- Kinberg. Why does that name sound familiar? Because he's also one of the men behind Star Wars Resistance. Uh, he wasn't willing to completely write off the possibility of Channing Tatum's passion project receiving the green light from Disney. And now with the f- acquisition of Fox being done, um, there's a whole host of in-development X-Men spinoff films that now find themselves in limbo, which I thought we had heard Disney had, uh, not Disney, Fox had canceled all of them before the merger. That was my understanding. So, um, but I don't know. I don't know either. Um, so, even the apparently Bob Iger has suggested that Fox would continue to produce films under its own banner, and it's been confirmed that the X-Men and Fantastic Four are now under the direction of Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios. Yes, please, may we have some more? And we said over our Mighty Marvel Geeks, because Joe Russo of the Russo Brothers was wondering what they're going to do next, give them Fantastic Four. Ooh. Give them the X-Men. One of the two. And I think at this point in time, I, I'm, I initially said X-Men. I think Eric 
So Fantastic Four. Um, I I agree. Fantastic Four. Let's let the Russo brothers tackle Fantastic Four. Yeah, I'd like to see that. We will get it done. Russo brothers did Age of Ultron, if I remember right, and it was great. Wait, did they, of- did they do Age of Ultron? They did Infinity War, and oh my God. Yeah. They did Civil War, right? They did the Cat movies. Yeah. Please look that up while I continue this story so we don't... <laughs> piss off the wrong people or the right people or, or people. Um, so X-Men Apocalypse director Simon Kimber attended a red carpet premiere of Jordan Peele's reboot of The Twilight Zone. Lucky bastard. <laughs> I, I, we both want to see it, but we're not paying for CBS All Access to get it. Mm. And while there, he was asked about the status of Gambit. Here's the quote from, from Kimberg. All the movies at Fox are being evaluated. I love the idea of Channing playing Gambit. No, it needs to be Lucas Black from NCIS New Orleans. Uh, I think we have a great script for it, and I think it's a role he was born to play. I don't care if he directs it, produces it. He does not need to be Gambit. No. Um, Lucas Black, I think, you know, he was also in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. I think he's the one who's designed to play Gambit. I'm still not familiar enough with him to comment on that, but he's been whatever. In, I'll go with you. I can't think of what else he's been in. Uh, it's a character I grew up loving, and I know the fans love also. I fell in love with Gambit when I was first introduced to him in the, in the cartoon series, because one one, I was living in Louisiana at the time. I'm like, oh, this is a guy I could kind of relate to. And I think that's one of the things I loved about him was he was from Louisiana. And it was because of Gambit that I, I tried learning how to throw cards. <laughs> I so. have never been a huge fan of Gambit. He's okay, but I could kind of, you know, I could take him or leave him. See, I'm not a big X-Men fan. I am. But... He's one I could get. But he wasn't originally an X-Men. He was part of uh, the Thieves Guild, wasn't he? Mm Mm-hmm. So, um... So he continues, so I suspect, I hope it will happen. There will be a lot of mixing and merging now, and I'm all for it and excited to see. So um, so comicbook.com ends this, comicbookmovie.com ends this with, do you think a solo Gambit film will be released in their future? If so, do you believe Feige and Marvel would keep Tatum on the roll? Um, yes, I think we're going to see a Gambit film. No, I do not want Channing Tatum. I do not. I don't know. Maybe I don't know now if we'll see a Gambit film. If we see a Gambit film, if uh... I almost want to see him go ahead and redo it. Let's jump ahead. Let's use a completely different actress and piss off Anna Anna Paquin even more. Uh, And let's turn it into a Gambit Rogue movie. (laughs) Sure. Um, by the way, to answer your earlier question, the Russos did uh, obviously Infinity War and Endgame and Winter Soldier and Civil War. So they did everything from Winter Soldier through. OK, they did Civil War. They did Winter Soldier with Cap and then Infinity War and now Endgame. Mm-hmm. That's what so you're they've done the best of. Yes. See, I think there's one movie that I wish they did, but I, I like it as it is. And it's my favorite Cap movie. And that's First Avenger. Yeah, that was a good one, but oh, don't don't get me wrong. Uh, Winter Soldier is a hell of a movie. Of the- yeah, but they're kind of um, other than Captain America, they're they're kind of two different types of movies, which is which is kind of what I like about them. 
Yeah. See, I I like First Avenger because it's it's the fact that it's a decently done. Actually, I won't say decently. It's almost near perfectly done period piece for a superhero film. Yes. Yeah. It's really good, and I like that about it. And I thought it was brilliant, and it was like the perfect origin film too, in my eyes. Mm. Um, in, in the ending of what year is it? Well, it's some, no, what year is it? What do you mean? I was at that baseball game. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Lucas, <laughs> Lucas Black was also in Friday Night Lights. Never saw it. Never saw it. Jarhead. Never saw it. <laughs> he was in American Gothic. Never saw it. Ghosts of Mississippi. <sighs> saw that a long time ago. That was 96. He was also in Sling Blade. Uh-huh. Oh, also saw was, that a long time ago. Uh, Seven Days in Utopia. He was nope. in He was in Legion, the 2010 movie. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember that movie. As uh, Jeep Hansen. Hmm. I, I'll show you. I'm going to do this. It's going to be the easiest way for me to show you a picture. That's him right there. Mm-hmm. Let me get it. Let me find a newer picture. Oh, I saw s- something. Kinda, <laughs> kind of looks like a generic white guy. <laughs> yeah, but his voice. That well, here he is in NCIS New Orleans. This is him here. But looking at him, I think I could see him playing Gambit. Yeah. And see, I would also then go as far as saying get Scott Bakula. As the head of the Thieves Guild. Mm, interesting. Since you already had the chemistry between the two, mm. I think that can make that a little bit more believable. I mean, this is a younger him. This is from deep 2000. Oh, shoot. I'm showing you. Like, hey, he's still here. That's him from 2005. But he, he can pull it off. I think he could. I really do. So then, of course, with the story, I, I, I had to see a side story. Um, it almost seems like it's breaking. Apparently, Young Justice is going to release its second arc starting on July 2nd. Hmm. We'll talk after show about see, about the first half, Derek. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, that's all I got there. So I believe this would be... Uh, your turn. Yes. Well, speak, speaking of uh, movies that we were unsure about their future, uh, we all heard last week that James Gunn is returning back to Marvel to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Well, now there is uh, there are other rumors. And remember, these are just rumors, but they could be interesting one, an interesting one. Uh, the the rumor has been out that Mark Hamill could possibly be joining the MCU in Guardians of the Galaxy three. Sweet. Uh, last summer, last summer he revealed that he'd unofficially met with James Gunn to discuss a role in the movie. Um, I believe it was before he got fired by Disney, <laughs> and of course and, rehired. I was um, say, and rehired. Rehired, yeah. So, of course, you know, when James Gunn got fired, the movie was put on hiatus temporarily. So, you know, any thoughts of, of uh, Mark Hamill being in Guardians 3 kind of went out the window as, you know, there might not be a Guardians 3. But, as we said, James Gunn is back. So, there, it looks like there's a possibility again that Mark Hamill could be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. 
Uh, again, this is a rumor, as I said. It comes from a Spanish MCU fan account called Marvel Infin- Infinito. <laughs> so Could be a cool name for a podcast, but my Marvel Geeks is bad. <laughs> I don't know how much uh, stock you want to put in this, but according to this account, uh, Mark Hamill could be playing the creator of Rocket Raccoon. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Yes. Now, it is, although this is a rumor, it is a known fact that James Gunn wants to explore Rocket's origins in the third movie, uh, which he's been saying since 2017. He also promised that Rocket's backstory, this is interesting, he promised that Rocket's backstory would be more horrible than what it is in the comics, which let me tell you, his origin in the comics is not, is a rough one. Uh, in the comics, and I used ah, this kind of stabs me in the heart a little because I used to have the original Rocket the Raccoon miniseries, and... It was in a comic book box in my basement, and uh, the basement got a little bit of flooding, and the entire box of comics was ruined. And I know the Rocket comic was in that box that got ruined in my garage, but I didn't look to see what else was in there because it hurt too much. But I know that was that was comics from back. When I was collecting back in the early '90s, I think. If it helps, anyway, I have the I have the free comic book day Rocket Raccoon that was written by Joe Caramagna from a few years. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. Autographed. Nice. Now, in the the comics, Rocket comes from the planet called Half World, which is a planet, an entire planet that is an asylum for the mentally ill. And in the asylum, Earth animal companions were genetically manipulated to to give them human intelligence (laughs) so that they could act as the patient's guards. Um, So that is why, yes, that is why Rocket is the way he is. Um, And it is confirmed in the movie that Rocket is still from Half-World in the MCU, and he was experimented on, which, as I said, is the root of his personality, flaws, and other such uh, Uh, things. Yeah, especially (laughs) when he takes off his jacket, or he has to put on the jumpsuit. That was at Nowhere, right? Yes. And and you see all the scars. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's kind of yes, he, he's kind of bashful about it, which was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, yes, because so basically he was experimented on, uh, altered to become intelligent, and then he was forced to live among inmates in a giant insane asylum. So, which he then escaped. So, you know, Rocket's got some issues. What can I say? I don't even think a therapist could help him at this point. No. But, maybe, hey, I'd say he's handling it. <laughs> maybe Mantis can help. Maybe. Mm, that's an idea. So, now, if you think about that story, and then you think that Gun, that James Gunn is planning to do an even more horrible version of that. Oh, boy. 
Then the thought is perhaps Mark Hamill will be playing the villain of the film, which is interesting. Uh, but Mark Hamill did admit last June that he's not sure he wants to commit to joining another major sci-fi franchise. Well, understandable, I guess. Sure. Um, but, of course, with everything that went on with James Gunn getting fired and everything, the filming has been pushed back to early 2021. So, who knows what will be going on with Mark Hamill at that time. He might not even be able to shoot Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But he will be done with with the Star Wars, you know, with the Star Wars stuff, uh, most likely. That, that will be the end of his role in the Star Wars universe. So, who knows? Maybe he'll feel like moving on and being a part of Guardians of the Galaxy. Who knows? Could be interesting, though. Either way, though, it sounds like it's going to be an interesting story. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, I'd be, I'd be, that's why Rocket's one of my favorite characters in the Guardians. Is he's, He really does have an interesting backstory. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Well, I think this is another interesting story. Apparently, Marvel Studios is going to potentially use Deathlock in a movie. Interesting. I love Deathlock. Now, once upon a time, Marvel had completed a Deathlock script that the studio was sitting on. As with many Hollywood productions, Deathlock eventually fell by the wayside and ended up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. some years later. Now, it appears that the cyborg character... Um, appearing on the big screen may not be wishful thinking after all. Uh, it's in a interesting feature that was shared on Deadline. Uh, the trade publication has a throwaway line, meaning there's been rumors that Marvel Studios may use the character soon. Ooh. Now, it has been, the character has been played by J. August Richards, and... Since there has been a disconnect between Marvel Studios and the House, Ide- House of Ideas television arm, uh, it's unlikely the, that Richards could play Deathlock on screen. But maybe there's not. Um, the the Deathlock mantle is something that sort of like Ghost Rider has been shared by several different characters. And Kevin Feige and company would almost certainly decide to cast an all-new actor for the role. I say don't. <laughs> Richards wasn't used that much in S.H.I.E.L.D., and it was early. Go ahead and pull him up into the role. Yeah, why not? Um, Now, it's an interesting development coming completely out of left field because there's apparently no public-facing speculation about the usage of the character or hinted at any leaked cast breakdowns of any type of film involving such character. Uh, A fact that a film trade has reported on a rumor suggests it may carry a little bit more clout than a fan scoop site, which I agree. We would be technically a fan scoop site in Scoop Show. Deadline is Trade Magazine. Mm. Hollywood Reporter or Trade Magazine. Whatever is run by El Bayimbe, El Mayimbe at the moment, fan scoop site. <laughs> um, now if we look on the immediate horizon, Deathlock is a character that makes the most sense as the villain in Black Widow. Hmm. So who's to say maybe Richard's character has gone rogue or maybe Richard's character comes and helps Widow against this new Deathlock? Hmm. That's a possibility. Listen to us. We kind of have great ideas that, that the people want or tend to want. <clears throat> Howling Commando show on Disney Plus. I 
don't recall meeting anybody other than you that is actually interested in that. <laughs> They're out there. They're out there. Uh, even though the character had its own script years ago, a solo film at this point would be pretty radical for uh, Marvel Studios. So Radical, dude. Pretty on. Oh, <laughs> speaking of that, did you hear? Uh, I know a tangent. Um, Mark over at Tar- Tangent Bound Podcast will be happy with what we just did here. Uh, the actor who played Death in Bill and Ted 2 is coming back. Yes. Yes. I'm kind of now excited for Bill and Ted 3. I know, right? <laughs> Pretty on. <laughs> be excellent to each other. <laughs> I, need to find, I need to find that sound bite. So, um... Well, now, very Z- Zach Efron is in Shazam, right? No, that's Zachary Levi. Okay, never mind then. Oh, Zach Efron was in Greatest Showman, which is now a Disney property. Um, so I will let you carry on from here. Well, it's funny you should mention Zach Efron because in a bit of more casting rumors that I'm not exactly thrilled with. Um, there is a an unverified report that Zac Efron could also possibly be in Guardians of the Galaxy three. And again, this came this comes by the same uh, Spanish site Marvel Infinito, and they are also saying that Zac Efron could be playing. Tic Tac Toe. Adam Warlock Ah, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, We know that there have been hints of Adam Warlock in uh, the end credits of Guardians Volume 2. There was a cocoon, the cocoon of Adam Warlock, if you recall. Uh, Also, apparently... Lucas Till is also under consideration to play Adam Warlock. Ooh. Mm. Ah. Oh. Now. (laughs) (laughs) I say don't do Zac Efron. Not as Adam Warlock, please. Uh, Lucas Till. uh, Whatever. I'm not familiar (laughs) with him enough. I'm not either. So, I mean. Maybe that's not a bad idea. Yeah, maybe. I think I think it's a good idea to go with a, a lesser known. But definitely, please, 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 James Gunn, do not do Zac Efron as Adam Warlock. I do not see it. I do not <laughs> want to see it. <laughs> I think I may agree with you. Ugh, man, it gives me a headache just thinking about it. I mean, it's nothing against him. Huh? Maybe. Oh. I, don't, I can't say oh. anything about Derek. I, just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see him fitting the part. Lucas... Till um, he played Havoc in X Men Apocalypse. He's the one that kind of had the funny mouth shape, right? No, no, that's Banshee. Yeah, um, he was also he was also Havoc, Alex Summers in uh, X Men First Class as well. That is Cyclops' brother. Okay, and apparently he did a short film in 2004 called P Shy. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Uh, shy of a P. <laughs> we, we know that. It was just a bit shy of a P. So, I don't, yeah, I don't know how. I mean, eh, why not give him a shot? Right. He was born in 1990. Jeez. <laughs> yes, we're old. Well, Brie Larson was born in 1989, so. Hey, that's the year <laughs> I graduated high school. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Yeah, I mean, there you go. I I just, please, not Zac Efron. I don't see him as Adam Warlock. Maybe some other character, but not Adam Warlock. Yeah, I, I, I don't want him as Adam Warlock either. Again, nothing against him personally. It's not who I envision as Adam Warlock. No, and unfortunately... The way that, you know, the way the timing of this has all worked out, we will not have Adam Warlock in time for Avengers Endgame, unfortunately. Even well, though he was well, already in it. And it's, and it's one. Maybe, the, I guess. It's one of the best kept secrets. Yeah, no kidding. But, uh, yeah, because he was a big, Adam Warlock was a big part of the Infinity stories. Yeah. So it's kind of uh, it's a little bit of a bummer not to see him involved, but you know it is what it is. Yep, 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 yep. Well, for those who say it is what it is, expect Avengers Endgame to potentially hit eight hundred million worldwide debut weekend. Now we are talking, uh, and it's all going to start in China. China is going to get the official opening on April twenty fourth. Um, and then that means two days earlier than domestic, which is April 26th. So it can count on a whole bunch of box office dollars from the Middle Kingdom on opening weekend, uh, which is something no they, fair. which is something they didn't have when Infinity War opened, because when it did open finally in China, it opened to one hundred and ninety nine point three million dollars. So, um, Infinity War set global box office opening records with $640.4 million, which included 20, 257.7 domestic and $382.7 million from foreign markets. You're asking, how is that possible? Because we're talking $257 million from one country, 50 states. And yes, Canada counts as foreign markets. So 382 from foreign markets. Um, but now that you add China into that mix, it's predicted to be a 800 million or more opening weekend. Do we see billion dollar opening weekend? Ooh, 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 ooh. that would be interesting. Yeah, it would. Uh, as it stands now, only four movies have ever crossed the two billion mark at the box office in general. Infinity War is one of them. Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Titanic have also accomplished that feat. While James James Cameron's Avatar remains far and away the highest grossing movie ever at the box office, with an insane two point seven billion dollar take. That seems like it will never be matched. Uh, okay. No one's expecting Endgame to accomplish that, but it does seem like it's a lock to join the $2 billion club. I mean, this is it. This, this is the culmination of 10 years of buildup. But, but the hype for this has been absolutely nuts. Oh, yeah. Absolutely nuts. So could it potentially hit Avatar? I don't remember the hype over Avatar being like this. No, me either. So, I mean, there could be a push. $2.7 billion. If, if, th- be, yeah. if things go well... Could Avengers Endgame potentially be that first to 2.8, 2.9 billion? I don't want to say three because I think that's the stretch. Mm. So, 
So yeah, and I love the headline on the side of this. Justice League Snyder Cut confirmed to exist, and it's three and a half hours long. Ugh, and Masters <laughs> of the Universe begins shooting in late summer. Uh, and Josh Brolin tries to flush Ant-Man in response to disgusting in-game theory. I saw that. <laughs> Did you see the actual theory or hear the actual theory? Oh, yeah. The world needs an enema. <laughs> so, well, how about we go on to even more potential Marvel news? Well, yeah, we have a lot of it. Yeah. Um, there's a little a little fact that some people may not be aware of or may not even remember. Or might, might, not, even, might not even care. Or might have blocked it out of their memories. But there's one thing in particular that actor Chris Evans and actor Michael B. Jordan have in common. And what is that, you might ask, if you have forgotten or blocked it out of your memory? Uh, both of them, not only are they characters in the MCU, Captain America and Killmonger, respectively, but they also both played Johnny Storm in less than uh, subpar, let's bad, Fantastic Four movies. Let's just continue to say the best two Fantastic Four movies out there. The 94 one that was never released and The Incredibles. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but anyway. I feel like I've been questioned now. No, no, no. Um, but of course... Uh, so both of them had stints as uh, Johnny Storm, which didn't go so well for either of them. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. But they both managed to successfully be redeemed by the MCU, which is yeah, it's just an interesting little factor for you, kiddies. But anyway, back to Killmonger, the focus of this story. Now, word is... The bird. Uh, perhaps. That's what they say. They say uh, perhaps, the bird's the word. They say that. I don't believe them. <laughs> well, the bird's not really a word. It's more of a gesture. But anyway. Um, <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> wait, wait. Um, so, of course, Killmonger. Hmm? Oh, <laughs> that should have been scary. Mm. So, of course, Michael B. Jordan has <laughs> has played one of the better uh, villains in the MCU, Killmonger, in Black Panther. And, of course, he died at the end of Black Panther. Or did he? Dun, dun. Because there is... Uh... <laughs> Word has slipped out in an interesting way that we could possibly be seeing Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther 2. And the way that slipped out, the interesting way that slipped out is um, at the SAG Award. No. At the SAG Awards, Miss Angela Bassett was asked if everyone would be returning for the sequel, to which she said, I would assume so. To which then her husband, Courtney B. Vance, chimed in with, yes, just go ahead and say it. Yes, everyone will be there. Just yes, yes. <sighs> and then he added, including Michael B., yes. So I go and do that. <laughs> I know, right? That's a, that's a big slip. According to Angela Bassett's husband, so take that as you wish, uh, Michael G. 
Michael G. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan will be returning as Killmonger in Black Panther Two. Well, and and he, Kenny and Kenny B. is going to be playing the tuba now. Oh wait, that's Kenny G. Um. So then, of course, you know. After that statement, the speculations fly on how he Killmonger could possibly be coming back. Um, and of course, also, you know, uh, where what led, you know, what information Courtney B. Vance probably has about that. But I'm sure being married to Angel Bassett, who's probably in the movie, he's got a lifeline. But anyway, so, <laughs> so what you're trying to say is there might be some inside information. Maybe. Um, so, of course, some of the thoughts on how he could possibly come back, possibly some kind of Wakandan technology that we haven't seen yet that could revive him, perhaps. Or hmm? Let's say he could be Killmonger, the six billion dollar man. Yeah. <laughs> or and this seems the most likely to me would be Marvel could use him in flashbacks. That would seem like the most likely, but who knows? True. Uh, and, of course, he is actually a member of the royal family, if you will recall. So he would have a background connection to any future events that could occur in, in the Black Panther. Now, there is, of course, one more theory, and that has to do with Avengers Endgame. And what will happen when uh, Thanos is defeated and will what will happen if and and how the snap is reversed. He's one snap in reverse formation. <laughs> <laughs> so if, Kid, kiddies. if somehow, you know, that, that, that was a that was a reference back to in living color men on film. Yeah. So, you know, there is a possibility that somehow in Endgame, his death could be reversed, but that seems a little far-fetched to me. Yeah, just a little, maybe. Maybe. So, there you have it, kids. We could possibly be seeing Killmonger in some way. Again, my vote would be for the flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. I don't have any inside information. Or do I? Or maybe you need to sleep with Angela Bassett and you get some. <clears throat> I hope the wife didn't hear me. I'm not going to say me. I wouldn't. <laughs> I hope the wife didn't hear me. And I'm not saying which one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. Anyway. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to start off by going. Dun, 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 dun. Why am I saying that? Because the Adams family gets an anim gets animated in a first look poster, and the trailer is coming soon. Looking at looking at this picture from MovieWeb, I, I kind of like it. <laughs> this is definitely the look of the characters from the old comic strip. I'm glad mm, I, I like yeah. how it has it, and it, and they give it more of a 3D or CG CGI dimension feel to them as well, which is great. Right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, the poster, we see the core characters, Gomez, Morticia, Wednesday, Pugsley, Uncle Fester, Grandmama, and Lurch, which I still want Christina Ritchie to revive, to, to be Morticia in the remake, in a live action remake of The Addams Family. Mm, yeah. She, there's pictures out there of her dressed in it, and people are going, but she's so small. 
So Morticia was small and and everything else, actor-wise, for the most part, to Gomez. As long as you keep one Gomez taller than, than her, we're good to go. Um, now the character designs are interesting. Uh, as we mentioned, they're, they're very faithful to the original characters created by Charles Adams and his classic series of the New Yorker cartoons. But they also have a fresh new look at the same time. Uh, Uncle Fester specifically looks rather unique. In this case, or in any case, this gives us our best look yet at the movie. Uh, the f- it has also been revealed that the first trailer for the movie is set to arrive April 10th. Ooh. So we'll have a much better idea of what we're in for at the time. The movie will center on the family as their lives begin to unravel when they face off against a crafty reality TV host named Margot Needler. While also preparing for their extended family to arrive for a major celebration. What was that called in... Uh in the first film, that party. Mm. I don't remember. Mm. That's a later date. I don't either. Um, <laughs> Conrad Vernon and Greg Tiernan are co-directing the movie and are working from a screenplay from Matt Lieberman. The filmmakers have assembled a very impressive cast for for the movie, uh, which I never thought about this as the actual as an idea for a live action, but it could work there too. Oscar Isaac as Gomez Adams. Hmm. I can see him playing Gomez to Christina Ricci's Morticia as well. Yeah. Uh, and apparently Isaac, as we're sitting here going, you know, that's a good idea. Uh, Isaac was also a popular choice amongst fans for a live action reboot prior to him being announced for the animated movie. Doesn't mean he can't do both. <laughs> uh, the rest of the cast sure. includes Char- Charlize Theron as Morticia, Chloe Grace Moretz as Wednesday, mm-hmm. Finn Wolfhard as Pugsley Adams. He was in Stranger Things, if you're wondering where that name is familiar. Oh. Nick, Nick Kroll. Hey. Nick Kroll as Uncle Fester. <laughs> Weird. Bette Midler as Grandmama. Good <laughs> choice. And I say even put her as Grandmama in, the li- in a live action reboot as well. I, I would say even possibly Nick Nick Kroll in that role. Man, we've almost fa- we've almost fan cast a live action um, Adams family. I don't know who I put in as the kids, but. The adults are almost taken care of. Uh, and Alice, Allison Janney as Margot Needler. Uh, the movie's set to arrive October 18th. Um, but the problem is Disney also plans to release their big sequel, Maleficent Mistress of Evil, which is also poised to be a big hit that same weekend. Uh, it is possible one of the movies could shift its release date slightly before as to avoid the unfavorable showdown. Disney, chances are, is not going to move. So it almost seems like it may be better for for Adams family to move back. I would think it would. I would think it would be a good idea to have the Adams family come out around Halloween. That's true too. Would be a good fit. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. They wouldn't. But Batman just hit what eighty years and one thousand eighty years. One thousand issues of Detective Comics. Thousand issues of Detective Comics. Issue one thousand just came out this week. I have mine. Uh, of course, uh, last year was the 80th anniversary of Action Comics. Little interesting fact there: it was certified by Guinness as the world's longest-running superhero comic book series. Very cool. But of course, this year it's Batman. 
80 years of Batman. Detective 1000 just came out. It is the Dark Knight's birthday. And there's a lot of things planned. A lot of different people are coming to this party. Happy Bat Day. Including, happy Bat Day. A little early, but including Lego. Yeah. Because Lego has been doing Batman toys since 2006. And they have six new sets for fans of all ages to mark the birthday of the Bat. So, what are they coming out with? Well, excuse me. Of course, one of the biggest things, what what is, you know, what is one of Batman's most famous things? That's right, the Batmobile. So they're coming out with a Lego Batmobile set from, it's basically the Batmobile from the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman film, which is very cool. It is a 342-piece set, and it comes with Batman the Joker, and plenty of weaponry for staging epic battles. And it is priced at a very reasonable twenty nine ninety nine, which is not bad for a 342-piece. Right. Next up, we have four pursuits down the dark, narrow alleyways of Gotham. Batman can hop on the Bat Cycle. In this set, he and Robin are in pursuit of Mr. Freeze, who's speeding away on his snow scooter. <laughs> Dork. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> this set is a 200-piece set, and it comes at a $19.99 price tag. $19.99. That's a good little set. Yeah. Cute little Mr. Freeze. Yeah, Batman and Robin. Next up. Next up. We're going to take to the skies because there's a new Batwing set coming out. It is, and it comes with a restyled Batman who is ready to track down the Riddler. Hmm, mm-hmm. That might appeal to Snow. I have no clue who you're talking about. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. <laughs> and the Riddler is fleeing the scene in his helicopter with, a, with little help from Commissioner Gordon in his squad car. And this set even comes with, soon to be coming out in theaters, Shazam! Yeah. It's actually not a bad looking yeah, Shazam I know. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. He's got his, his, hood, his white hood on with his cape and stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so this is a 489-piece set that will sell for $49.99. Yeah. I got, my, Batwing. I have my eyes on another Riddler set, though. This Not Batman, cool. Riddler set. It has the Batman, it has Riddler's helicopter, it has a little safe, and a police car for Commissioner Gordon, plus four minifigures. That's pretty good. Now, of course, of course, with all of these toys, Batman needs a place to store them. But fair not, because Lego has thought of that with the new Batcave Clayface Clayface Invasion set. Oh, uh, I want the I want those computer screen tiles. <laughs> those are so awesome. I know. Huh? Um, so the set has all kinds of features, including a transformation element that lets you turn Bruce Wayne into Batman in a flash. You'll also find the trophy room. So you can turn Bruce Wayne into the flash as well. Yes. 
I know it's a surprise, but it's a little. <laughs> hey. um, it also comes with the trophy room, back computer, a holding cell, and a workout room fit for a reclusive brilliant, a reclusive billionaire vigilante. <laughs> Um, and this set is 1,038 pieces, but well, it also includes Rob. Hmm? Say what? About 60 bucks? 70 bucks? Uh, a little bit more than that. This set includes Robin, Batwoman, Two-Face, and Catwoman minifigures, and a fully poseable Clayface big fig. And it is listed at $99.99. It's not bad. Not really, no. Especially when you see that, you know, you got the clay face figure, which is really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Six minifigures. Yeah. Nice. Now, for the younger audience, um, Lego has two junior sets coming out as well. The first one is Batman versus the Riddler robbery pack. This is the this is the set I want for the I'll get the Riddler because the, it's the same Riddler as in the other one. It's yeah. just in a cheaper set. Yes. And this set is only nine dollars and ninety nine cents. It is fifty nine pieces and it goes to the, together quickly and is perfect for little ones who have moved beyond Duplo building. It does say four plus on the package. Ages four and up. Yeah. And this is interesting that they put this in the junior set. But, uh, you know, with all of these villains in these sets, what is Batman going to do when he catches them? Well, Lego thought of that, too, because there's a new Arkham Asylum set. Uh, the problem with this set, though, is that the Joker and Harley Quinn have busted out, and it's up to Batman to chase them down in the Batcopter. Uh, so this is another set that would go together pretty quickly. It's 171 pieces, and it is $39.99. Very cool. And it has Joker and Harley in prison uniforms. It's a cute little set. So there you go. Happy birthday, Batman. Here's some Legos for you. Did you mention the Batmobile Pursuit of Joker set? Yes, that was the first one. Okay. To say, I love how that's got the uh, the look of the yeah, Michael the Keaton Batmobile. 89 Batman. Yeah. Yep. And the Batwing almost looks like the, the Batwing from 89 as well in that uh, yeah, Riddler Pursuit. Of, yeah. So, yeah, I, I I like the that Batmobile, too. I just don't know if I could... I could go 29 bucks for it yet, mm. but I want Riddler. That's all I care about. <laughs> so, well, speaking of Batman, how about this? The original movies are set to return to the big screen, courtesy of Fathom Events. They have announced that the four classic Batman movies uh, are returning to theaters for one day, and the list will definitely take fans down memory lane. Now, it starts off with the 1989 Batman, which will show Saturday, May 4th at 1 and 4 p.m. That was my that was the year I graduated high school. That was <laughs> man. That was a hell of a movie. Yeah. Uh, and then 92, you've got Batman Returns. And that's going to be shown Monday, May 6th at 4 and 7 p.m., which is another classic. Great Christmas movie. <laughs> Um, now the next one, next two, I'll just say next one. This last one really doesn't count. Batman Forever, 1995, uh, is going to be shown Saturday, May 12th at one and four. The casting was okay. Just don't like the way Joel Schumacher took it. Yeah. Riddler yeah. was almost too over the top and, and they, right, yeah. and they went a little too extreme with Two-Face. Yeah. 
But yeah. you know, I didn't I didn't mind his his little angel and devil with Drew Barrymore and uh I can't remember who was who oh, was the yeah. devil. Yeah, I don't remember either. Uh but yeah. And then of course that, that last one with the nipples is being shown Tuesday, <laughs> May fourteenth at four and seven PM. Um now opportunity like this doesn't come around often, so catch it while you can. I am so tempted. Um to send my wife and daughter to to go see Batman in the theater, <laughs> go see that eighty the eighty nine Batman. I remember my dad taking me to see that. I saw the good time. I was working a professional. No, I just went during the summer. I was out of high school. I had my own car. I just went went with a bunch of friends from high school. We just went, made a night of it. Went to the mall, ate dinner at the food court, and then saw that. And then we all headed over to KB Toys and got whatever Batman action figure. We liked, and I found the one that had <laughs> his his bat belt pulled out with the string on it, retractable string, and it could be used to uh, <laughs> like a hook. Mm. So in college, he always dangled from my desk shelf from that hook. <laughs> so always in action. Um, it, it was just Batman was the way you game back then. Oh yeah. And speaking of games. Oh, speaking of games. Well, not Batman games, but another hero. Yeah. So, Sony uh, has started a new thing, and they they just kicked off the first episode of it. It is their new State of Play stream series. And uh, they started this one off with a a nice little bang by announcing uh, Iron Man VR. So this this game will you will play it with the PlayStation VR set, and it will let you be behind the helmet of Iron Man. Oh, that's cool. Um, so yeah, so it'll be a a first person a first person perspective inside the Iron Man armor, and uh, the trailer showed you flying around in the sky, shooting things down, shooting down enemies and stuff. Um, it was pretty it was pretty cool. It was pretty interesting. Um, you got to see him use different different powers, like his his uh, repulsor rays and stuff. And it, it was it was it was pretty cool. It might be. I think it might be worth checking out at some point. I don't actually have a PlayStation VR, but I know somebody who does. My friend Chris, who you might know from Keepers of the Fringe, is he, um, is he your Thanos to your Ant Man? <laughs> and yes, you can use that this weekend. I'm not going to say, I can't say what I was going to say about that. But anyway, (laughs) I'll hear about that, I guess, on Keepers this week. (laughs) If I remember it. Um, I'll text it to you. When do you record? Sunday? Yeah. I'll text it to you. So the game is being developed by Camouflage and Marvel Games and going to be published by Sony. And Camouflage is is the uh, studio that did the VR game Republic VR which is a game about escaping a totalitarian state, which I have not seen. Uh, So Iron Man is scheduled to come out sometime this year, and there's no actual pricing on details on it yet. But uh, the trailer also shows that you have to use PlayStation Move controllers alongside with the headset. Um, So that's probably what you're going to use instead of using a normal controller. So that was pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. A nice, uh, a nice uh, Iron Man VR game. That's a cool idea. That is a really cool idea. Yeah, it is. Sounds like fun. Um, yes, they've also uh, they also showcased other games in that stream, like Crash, 
team racing uh and some more content content including vr content for no man's sky cool oh it does say oh no it just says iron man vr scheduled to be released sometime in 2019 oh that's cool now in uh speaking of the move controllers and stuff one of the fun things about video games is some of the accessories that have come out and this right here is a fun little accessory as well, though not actually to the actual game. But this is the Legend of Zelda Encyclopedia Deluxe Edition, and it is pretty sweet. Well, that's cool. So remember, it is dangerous to read about the history of Hyrule alone, so you must get the Legend of Zelda Encyclopedia Deluxe Edition. It's so good. It's golden. Uh, so if you see the picture of it, it is, in fact, a book, but but it does look like a massive Nintendo Zelda cartridge, the gold yeah, cartridge. Yeah, it does. Um, and to celebrate the final installment of the Goddess Collection trilogy, Nintendo created this volume to resemble the classic Nintendo title. Uh, everything from the cartridge's sleeve to the shiny gold cover – Harkens back to Link's first adventure. Well, that's cool. Uh, the encyclopedia. Yes, the encyclopedia is three hundred and thirty-six pages of deep Zelda knowledge, even hardcore fans don't know about. Every piece of Hyrule knowledge from Zelda's thirty-plus-year history will be available for you to pour over. Get ready to dazzle friends and confuse enemies. Plus. You'll never have to rely on talkative owls for your Hyrule history. Now, the Legend of Zelda Encyclopedia Deluxe Edition is on sale through Amazon currently for $40.55. It is regularly $79.99. Well, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. And it is a, it is a pretty cool looking book, I must say. So if you know a Zelda fan out there, yeah, I'm sure they would love this. I don't. I'm sure I know some Zelda fans somewhere, but not off the top of my head. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think uh, I think that's it for this week. I believe so. I I, oh. I know we talked about Dark Phoenix at WonderCon. Apparently, according to Deadline, Fox's Dark Phoenix brightens expectations with WonderCon win. I'm afraid of <laughs> this. Plus, it's got footage. I don't want to. I don't want to mess with it. So apparently, sh- they showed uh, f- some first act footage today. Yeah, I'm, hmm. I'm just. I don't know. I may go see it in the theaters. I don't know. I, I'm still a little leery, but um, so uh, I guess at this point in time, any final thoughts? I do have one final thought, and that is that. Uh, Currently, in celebration of Batman's 80th anniversary, the uh, DC Universe streaming app is currently having a limited time offer in which you can get your first month of DC Universe for only 80 cents. I see what they did there. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It may be worth trying once. Yeah. Yeah, it could be interesting. Just to just to see. And no, it's not cheating on Mighty Marvel Geeks. It's no it's knowing your enemies. <laughs> or enemas, whichever. Yes, exactly. So I mean there's there's stuff from DC that Sorry. I like. I mean I'm digging sure. I'm digging Doom Patrol and I'm digging I'm I'm so glad to see uh Young Justice back. Mm. 
Ooh, they also have another offer where you're, if you get 12 months, you get 20% off. Ooh, okay. Um, The only final thought I could give is apparently Angelina Jolie is in talks for the Eternals with Marvel, and apparently Hercules is going to be the main character. Very interesting. So, um, other than that, you have anything else? That's all I got. Well, then there's only one thing left to be said. Be excellent to each other. So, um... The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. I'm El Capitano!